Instead of uh, our my jingle, I'm just gonna say happy 1989 season, Taylor's version to everyone who's celebrating. I don't understand this. Can you explain? Yeah, sure. I texted you the other day, like, why is October 27th so important? So, basically, <laughs> Taylor Swift has multiple albums that she recorded when she was on one label, and the owner and she of the doesn't label. own them, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, for every playing, she doesn't earn anything. So what she's been doing this, like, 10 years, she's been re-recording every album. Okay. And basically on October 27th, um, a new old album launched. But why October 27th? She decided it's going to be October 27th. Yeah, she just, she drops Easter eggs in every music video and stuff. Uh, so half a year ago, she already dropped that something was going to launch. And then, yeah. Okay. So I think we're only missing two albums of hers overall. And then so she's fully out. left to record Yeah. And I'm quite sure she's going to retire after that. You think? I mean, she's a billionaire. That's true. And she's like 34, I think. Yeah. So, two, three more years. And Lucky girl's going, going to your concert Yeah, next, guys, next see you in Vienna next August. If you're going, DM me. <laughs> but yeah, happy Taylor season. <laughs> okay, well, happy Taylor season, everyone. I mean, I'm not a Swifty, but I can appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for support and understanding. <laughs> Because you're a little bit out of your comfort zone today. Yeah, talking Swift talk. about Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> so today's topic, guys, we thought it would be nice to discuss comfort zones and how we get stuck in our comfort zone, what we do to break our comfort zones. Because, you know, the only way to grow is when you're uncomfortable. Guys, you know, this sounds so sassy and weird, <laughs> but we actually kind of Googled it and learned that you cannot get into growth zone if you don't pass first your comfort zone then your fear zone and then learning zone yeah. so basically in the comfort zone you feel super safe and you're in control of everything then you move into fear zone where you like find excuses not to do or say certain things you like lack self-confidence and you're affected by other people's emotions in learning zone you actually deal with a challenge and with the problems and you kind of extend your comfort zone and then the growth zone happens where you find your purpose and set new goals and find inspiration. So, yeah, that's what you're going through. Even if you feel like you're taking one step, you're actually going through four. Yeah, I love that we researched this as well. Yeah. So prepared, so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have the four zones. I'd never knew there was four zones. No, same. Or like they say, or people like try and explain it as these four zones. But I always thought saw it as like comfort zone and then like you grow. Out of comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You're out of your comfort zone and boom. Mm-hmm. But no, you have your fear zone, your learning zone, and then you have your growth zone. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're jumping from one to the other, right? Yeah, for sure. Even if it's a very short period, you're still jumping through it because yeah. you kind of go through stages yeah, to exactly. get out of it. I have to say that I 100% agree that... Um, getting out of your comfort zone no matter what there's some sort of discomfort or fear that has to happen I I think it's natural and you can't expect to break your comfort zone without feeling weird or like scared about Mm -hmm. it yeah to a certain extent to a certain extent exactly can come in different forms but it's never going to be easy or like super simple yeah you know I just realized that we're actually out of our comfort zone because we've been doing podcasts 
Exactly. We broke out of our comfort zone. It's, podcasting was something that we were scared about. Yeah. We always wanted that. Exactly. Like we had this conversation that when you proposed to do that, and I was like, oh my God, I've been thinking about it this couple months, and I really wanted to do it. I'm so glad you proposed that. But we were so scared. It's yeah, and there's like loads new. of factors that we were scared of. Like, for example, what are people going to think? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are people going to say about our podcast? What, what if no one is going to say yeah. anything? Who's going to listen to this podcast even? Like, what if people listen and they hate the podcast? Mm-hmm. What if nobody even listens to the podcast? Yeah. What if we're not even interesting or we don't enjoy doing the podcast? Like, there's so many things that happened and we went both through like scary periods For sure. as well or like difficult periods where we were working super hard to like make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went into our fear zone. Yeah, that's <laughs> Then true. we went into our learning zone where we got feedback from you guys. Um, also from our episodes that we recorded, we learned like things. Mm-hmm. And then we're into our growth zone. Yeah. Right? We've yeah. been growing. I hope you guys have been enjoying this podcast. Yeah. But I also think I'm super proud of us. And I think we should acknowledge the fact that there are different types of let's say, out-of-comfort zone challenges. Mm -hmm. And I think you can divide those in two, at least by the fact that sometimes you choose to get out of the comfort zone and sometimes you don't. Like, let's say you have Mm -hmm. to move because you have to immigrate or you choose to move. And same for the podcast, right? It was our choice to do that, that we agreed to do together, but we didn't have to. But it was an amazing learning curve and i think we grew so much that's a super good point yeah that like sometimes you're forced out of your comfort zone it's not a choice that you actually made yourself Mm -hmm. yeah i'm trying to think if there's any other examples where i was like forced to get out of my comfort zone versus like i chose myself i think definitely living by yourself is being forced because you No, but nobody forced me to move no i could have stayed no that's true but like living by yourself is like, you chose to move abroad, to yeah. study abroad. Yeah. No one forced you to. But then it's not the choice that comes with it that you live by Alone. yourself. It's yeah. like what kind of... It's an outcome. Mm-hmm. And then, as we talked about in a few episodes ago, you're learning those things that you can't, they are forced into you. You have to cook, you have to clean, you have to know how to do certain things. So it's very small compared to moving but still it's something that's forced on you because there's no one else who's gonna do it Mm. or for me definitely flying by myself Mm -hmm. because guys i'm scared of flying and when i moved to the netherlands i was alone and i had to fly back home I i didn't have to but i chose to fly back home to see my parents to see my boyfriend and i would fly every two three months and i would fly alone which never happened to me before and that would be super scary, but in super out of my comfort zone. Not because I'm like antisocial, it's okay for me like to sit with other people, but it's more from the fear of flying. So that was definitely out of my comfort zone. I remember the first time I flew alone, like when I was super young, I was probably like 16 Aww. or something. But it's crazy to like look back, um, it's like 16 year old me, like four hours early to the airport, like scared about everything, not asking any questions. And now when you compare yourself and mm-hmm. like going to the airport, it's like a piece of cake, like mm-hmm. going through security. Yeah. You know, every step. Yeah. Even now, guys, if you're flying for Skip Hall in Amsterdam, I would be the one in line telling to people, especially with children, because I feel like it's so nice of me saying that they don't need to 
uh, open their water bottles and empty them because in Amsterdam you can go go for a scanner with the full water bottles or they don't need to get out their laptops or uh, tablets yeah. out of the bag because when I see like a family with two kids two little kids and they start doing that for me it's safer to tell them and feel better for them and I know that people who travel for the airport for the first time for this specific airport they just don't know it so I feel like it's learning by doing Mm-hmm. but definitely out of your comfort zone yeah even today for example thinking about it now I was in a situation where I was at IT because something was broken with my laptop we love <laughs> we love starting the morning like that and in my work when you go to IT to like put in a problem there's a screen you tap in your number your like your name your email whatever and then your name gets put into the line or the queue for like the IT support to come to you and you can see your name on like a huge board so you can follow like when your name is going to pop up mm-hmm. and so I put my name in I sit down and I see my name on the board I'm like I don't know sixth and I'm like fuck I have a lot to wait so in the meanwhile I start getting phone calls and so I'm answering the phone calls and I leave for a little bit to like talk on the phone and I come back and I'm chilling and I see my name's not on the board anymore and I'm oh like, God. that's weird. Why did my name disappear? And I precisely know that old me would be too scared to like jump in to the IT people and ask like, hey, sorry, my name's not on the board. Like, do you know what happened? But like me now, like no care. Like I go up to them like, hey, how are you? Like my name like moved. Can you explain <laughs> like why? I don't know where it is. I don't see it. And the guy didn't have an answer for me. He was like, sorry, like you're just gonna have to put it in again. Oh. Which sucks. <laughs> Um, but it's that, that was like breaking out of the comfort zone, which I've now broken out of. Mm-hmm. For sure. But it was like an uncomfortable thing for me before to like go up to someone and ask a question. But like, when you think about how much time I saved myself instead of waiting for no reason with my for name sure. not being on the board, it's like these little scary things actually you realize are not that scary to do. For sure. I think approaching someone for something or with a question is one of the smallest but scariest things yeah to do especially when you're younger that's definitely out of your comfort zone like a phone call right yeah we were talking about this phone calls are scary yeah. and that go that comes together with okay that was our choice to move but did you choose to to call your utilities company no, no. right so that was an yeah. addition to <laughs> yeah i'm also i used to not be a huge even now i'm not like a hundred percent are you like a hundred percent with phone calls depending mm-hmm. on who i'm calling i'm like i really postpone it and like i don't want to talk on the phone yeah i agree which is kind of stupid because why why is it such a scary thing to talk on the phone? I also would say for me, it's always a bit harsh to talk on the phone about money mm. because I feel like, I don't know what's in your family, but in Eastern European countries, most of the time money is like a taboo topic. So like calling and asking for a quote or calling and asking, hey, why did you charge me? Like confronting someone, you're like, mm, it's okay, they only charge 25 euros they probably it's needed fine. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was necessary. Yeah. So you're like, mm, I don't want to confront anyone. Like confronting in general is very tough. Yeah. So. Yeah. But like for me, get, getting used to making phone calls, it was again, I didn't choose to like make a phone call. Like, oh, I'm just going to call my like, no. I don't know, water people, see how they're doing today. <laughs> you know? people? No, it's like, fuck, my boiler broke. I mm-hmm. need to call them to get my boiler fixed. And you call them and then you realize, oh my God, they're being so lovely and they're helping me. This isn't as scary as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And then over time, you make more and more phone calls and you realize, okay, this is not as bad as I think it is. Yeah, like practice, for sure. 
Yeah, I think sometimes getting out of your comfort zone, it's not just a one-time thing where it's like you do this one thing and boom, all of a sudden you're comfortable doing it. I think it takes a lot of time and repeating things to get out of your comfort zone. I feel like it's, as with any skill, the more you do it, the better you are at it. That's exactly the same with that. I completely agree. And just, we wanted to like smoothly go into the how to get out the out of the comfort zone and I think you already mentioned the first one just like ask just do it just try just yeah. say just yeah question yeah because I promise you it's not as scary as you think and the worst thing that could happen is someone says no or like I don't have the time or like if even well, I don't if have they're an answer. yeah even if they're rude how does that affect you no do you know no, what I mean okay they said something rude we move on like in the grand scheme of things does that matter no 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 and also, you still need to get your question answered. Yeah. So, what can you do about it? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're going into professionals to ask or to people who might know. So, you're already doing your best. Mm. So, you shouldn't be t- too tough on mm. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Sure. You know, also, one of the weirdest things that ever happened to me when I moved to the Netherlands was the fact that everyone is, like, smiling at each other and giving compliments here. It's, like, the Touch weirdest. people are. I mean, I'm not saying Dutch people. I'm saying people in Amsterdam all the time. But Dutch people as well. Yeah. Like, this week, four people complimented my coat. Mm, Which coat? This one. The black one. Thank you. (laughs) But it would be so unexpected because, of course, I chose this coat, so I should like it, right? But it's such an unexpected thing for me when others out of nowhere like, oh, I love your coat. Or, oh, your haircut looks nice oh, I like your blush. Like, it shouldn't be even that cheesy compliment, like, oh, you look lovely today, or, like, very general. It's, like, very detailed. Yeah. Remember when we walked together and the guy was like, oh, I like your outfits. Yeah, yeah, I do. It was so cute. Yeah. It it makes you, like, feel good. Like, imagine, like, doing this. Like, first of all, let's let's do this together, guys. (laughs) Like, you're going to the cash register, for example, to pay for something. It's so easy. Like, you like the cash registers like person's earrings just Mm -hmm. to say hey I really like your earrings when you're paying that's all you have to do and imagine how good that person feels after you saying that you just made someone's day probably by that little comment and I think this like giving people compliments randomly is like a great segue into asking people like that's like the next step after that right Mm -hmm. I agree I agree just making like taking this approach of just saying something to a stranger Mm -hmm. or to a person I think that's already a first step and then you'll see how it's going to go with questions (laughs) yeah exactly you take it like one little bit at a time and even like before strangers I guess it's like people that you know Mm -hmm. you might not be super close with compliment them or ask them something or like send a text to someone you haven't talked to in a while if like you're scared of sending texts or like call a friend you haven't talked to in a while you're scared of phone calls like that's a little bit more within your comfort zone but still already not something you're like comfortable with for sure that's already a step and then you take your ne- next step after that i think in general spreading good energy and positive things when you are feeling this way is awesome mm. like i'm sure you feel really happy when 
you post something on stories, for example, and mm-hmm. people react to that instead of just scrolling mm-hmm. because you feel like, oh, it resonated with someone. And here's the same thing. If you see on someone's story that you like something in the picture, why not just say that? It's it's one step, right? And then maybe next time you will be able to say that in real life. It's it's okay. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah, love baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what you guys could do as well? Make a list of things that make you uncomfortable. That's a good one. Just write them down. And I think also when you put things on paper, you realize they're not as scary as they are and it helps you rationalize a little bit more. Yeah. So like write anything, absolutely anything that could make you uncomfortable. And I think that's already helping you like relieve that a little bit when you realize, okay, this is not as bad. And then once you know and you're aware that these are the things that are making you uncomfortable, you can work towards towards them. Yeah. Because there might be also a few things that can be combined under one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we discussed before we started recording was as well the fact that I want to start doing some sports. And I want to start Pilates. And Anna, for example, has been doing it for a while. And she's also a sporty girl, which is great. We love that for her. But for me, this is a big step. This is out of my comfort zone in so many levels. First of all, I'm not a sporty person. So if I would join a class... Probably 90% of the people in this class would be already experienced and I would be a newbie and I would feel like a loser. Then also, I don't own any sports clothes. So I tried last week and I felt super uncomfortable because for me, being in a brine leggings is not a usual thing. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm like sexualizing or something, not at all. It's just more like I never wear that. I don't like my body. I don't feel comfortable. So for me, wearing something like that and going for a training, for a workout is already two steps ahead and you don't have to do it alone like Anna multiple times said hey let's do it together yeah, I'll so go you, with you yeah for your you, first I'll class. go with you and you can feel better right so it's okay when it takes you time to start something but when you feel like it just do it just try to do it so that's what I'm trying to do yeah exactly I just want to give the example and like you saying like I'm a sporty person I work out all the time I also started somewhere mm-hmm. like I was where you were as well at one point where I was clueless at what I was doing. I remember my first spin class where I went like cycling. Guys, you get like the shoes that you have to put on and clip into your bikes. When the class finished, I couldn't clip out of my shoes. I was stuck in the bike. And I had to like Velcro them out and take my actual foot out and leave the shoes in. (laughs) (laughs) Because I couldn't get out. And then I already thought I embarrassed myself enough. I walk out of the class and realize I forgot my water bottle in the class. And I had to go walk back into the class and go pick up my water bottle. So, like, just remember that even like that, you go to a workout class and you think, oh, my God, everyone is so good. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what they're doing. No, everyone started somewhere where you are. Yeah. Everyone's had their starting point. So, like, don't compare yourself to others. And they're not also judging you or looking at you. They're, like, focused on what they're doing. So, like, don't let others' perceptions affect what you're doing. No, for sure. And also sometimes you underestimate yourself. Mm-hmm. I went this Sunday to play padel mm-hmm. with my husband for the first time. And guys, it went really well. I wasn't dying, first of all, because I felt like, oh my God, I'm so unsporty that when I do it, even if I enjoy it, I'm going to be super tired, you know, because I'm not prepared for it, which is okay. I'm not trained. I'm not strong enough now because I'm just not training, which is fine. I acknowledge that. But then it went really well. And apparently you have muscle memory. And if you play tennis before, you can do padel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was fun. 
and no one cared because people were so focused on their own games and also they saw that I'm a beginner I started basically with my trainer aka my husband who supported me and helped me and they probably were there one day as well so that's okay yeah it's okay I'm also trying to become a morning person now guys um it's a slow journey (laughs) well yeah but that's okay as well where for example I'm not forcing myself I'm not going all in straight away and putting my alarm 6 a.m every single morning no I'll do one day a week where I wake up early and I go to an early class and that's enough for me for the week I did it for that one day I feel accomplished I feel good I'm not gonna force my body if I'm tired to do it multiple times a week and gradually over time I can build it up Mm -hmm. I can do another day or another day and another day and that's completely fine but I think the fact that even in the first place I took that first step of booking that 7 a.m class that's already like a huge well done of course and that's already like breaking your comfort zone because I'm Mm -hmm. not a morning person I find it super hard to wake up in the morning and even my first class that I did I was so happy I crashed at like 12 (laughs) in the afternoon I was tired and ready to go to bed Mm -hmm. but I was so like happy and proud (laughs) yeah you should be I think that's a great example and even since like for example this last week I didn't do any morning classes because I was too tired and I had so many things going on but that's fine as well you don't have like literally failure is also a part of this Mm -hmm. I feel like we haven't talked about failure Mm -hmm. but getting out of your comfort zone can mean that things don't go well or that you fail but that's part of that whole learning journey Mm -hmm. but out of failure you grow again for sure like with any skill yeah also remember guys when we were younger we would try so many activities like sports arts i don't know different types of hobbies and we would not succeed in every one of them but you would try and learn something new and maybe proceed with that later or maybe realize you like it or don't like it that's okay as well Mm -hmm. completely agree i can give a very different example but Mm -hmm. i think it's very much out of my comfort zone when i moved here um I was a very picky eater. Mm-hmm. Like you could never see me eating burgers, avocado, roasted vegetables, bread. Like guys, picky eater to the level of I literally could eat like plain pasta, like crazily insane. Like I would eat my, my chicken, salt and pepper with my tomatoes and with my, I don't know, but that would be my mm-hmm. food, you know? Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't eat so many ingredients that normal people would eat every day. But now, six years in here, I eat such weird things like quinoa. <laughs> like avocado toast is my favorite dish, I swear. <laughs> and it happened be- because when I was younger, my parents never forced me to eat anything. I had very chill parents. They only forced me to eat soup because of my guts. Mm-hmm. But the rest, I, would, I could always say no to. Like I didn't try a lot of traditional dishes, which every Russian person eats on every holiday. Like very famous salads and stuff. I never tried that. But when I moved here and I realized, okay, everyone is eating that. Why not to try? I tried. And guys, some things I didn't like. That's okay. But other things I loved. And they're part of my food list (laughs) now. And my grocery shopping list. So, yes, it takes time. And you don't have to force it to yourself. Because when I lived there, I didn't want to try that. But then with time here, seeing my friends eating that and cooking it in a certain way that I would like. Let's say, for example, avocado toast. I wouldn't eat it plain, but I would eat it a bit spicy with chili oil. I love it that way. Yeah, and adapting I, it to yourself. Yeah, so I feel like with trying it comes. Trial and error. Mm-hmm. So guys, 
when it comes to getting out of your comfort zone there's no right or wrong way basically is what we learned it can happen all of a sudden because you're forced out of it which honestly sometimes I feel like is the best way to get out of your comfort zone for sure when you're not expecting it Mm -hmm. but it can also come through time and trying and trying again and that's okay yeah as Kelly Clarkson said what did she say (laughs) when it doesn't kill you makes Makes you stronger stronger. (laughs) exactly and failing is okay as well Failing also helps you grow. Definitely. Because failing is not the outcome. It's the process when you grow. I love that. Preach. Preach. Also, my voice has barely survived this episode. So yeah, we'll have to wrap it up. (laughs) But also, I feel like we covered everything. I think so too. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Or talk to you next week. Oh. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.